two hobbits. Two hobbits. Two, two hobbits. hobbits. Two hobbits. In like this little kind of strip mall area, there was uh, going to be a new brewery and it was like purpose built for the space and it's awesome, super cool. And um, uh, we were looking at it, it's like, oh man, this would be so cool because it's like right by our house, seems pretty chill. This would be a nice place to hang out. And then suddenly like all the windows were covered up with Aww. cardboard paper and we're like, okay, what, what's going on here? And then I think it was through our Columbus or something like that. We found out the story. Turns out like the brewmaster, the head dude, was like mm -hmm. a real piece of shit and was like sexually harassing people. And then, oh, wow. yeah, and then it like finally caught up to him. Like it was sort of like an industry thing. It's like, oh, well, he's just like that. But then someone finally took a stand to be like, no, I'm, I'm not going to have this anymore. Um, yeah. And like, and like outed the guy. And so, of course, he like uh, rightly got got kicked out of there. And then a different brew brew company kind of moved in and set up shop and uh, went there a couple times and it was super cool. And then uh, during COVID or in COVID world, um, we we're gonna go over there one more time. And then it was all boarded up again because this new oh, plan. So now a third a third company has moved in there and. Um, yeah, we just went over, just went over and had some afternoon drinks, and it was nice. It was lovely. It was, yep. it was pretty cool. Good. Uh, but but it is. It's still unfortunately that kind of weird thing where it's like, okay, we're all in a enclosed space, <laughs> but I need to take off my mask to drink a beer, and I'll just kind of shoot the breeze with the bartender. Is this kind of weird? But but we're getting back to normal, right? Or at least we're getting back to like I, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things, man. We're getting back to Tegrity, right, guys? We, you know what? If nothing else, one day I can see us getting back to Tegrity. <laughs> Maybe not normal, because like normals, you know, that's what uh, normals over. It doesn't exist. Well, and like, uh, like I believe it was Heraclitus who said, "You can't step in the same river twice. Like you can't step in the same normal twice. Like that's 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 different now." But at least, oh God, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> But at least we got we can we, we can always we can always slide back to the comforting arms of Tegrity. <laughs> and who are we that are sliding back into these comforting arms of Tegrity? Well, I believe I believe Jonesy the last last I checked, we are two hobbits and I'm Joshua and I'm a hobbit. <laughs> and you already introduced me. I'm Jonesy and I'm a hobbit. <laughs> Welcome and to the Two Hobbits podcast that we're recording on this Super Bowl Sunday. And I hope you're ready to talk about some football! Ready to talk about some football. Because um, did you ever play football, Mark? Were you ever on like one of your school's teams or anything like that? Uh, my senior year, I was a defensive tackle and special teams mm. for uh, the kickoff team. Because, Joshua, you might know me, I have these colossal calves, yes. which allow me to fire off a start position <laughs> wicked fast. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, that's that's where the, the base comes from. They're, they're, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was insanely fast, it just it, which is ironic now because I am wicked. I, wow, I'm doing a lot of wickets tonight. Wicked, yeah. what's wrong with me. Well, that's like the fourth wicket I've hit in this conversation. We're, and, we are also two, two Boston hobbits. And just throw two out Two Boston hobbits. Boston hobbits. And we're wicked pissed. We're wicked pissed because that <laughs> Tom Brady, he's gone down to 
<laughs> Tampa Bay, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. God, you grow a, grow a pair there, Tom. Um. <laughs> Gronkowski, you moon face Polak prick. <laughs> no, anyway, like, I was super fast, so I could fire off the line real quick. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I scored one touchdown in my career. Oh. I got it on the... I, I basically nailed the kid that had the ball way too hard and just stripped it. Oh, nice. And the refs didn't call it because I juggernauted through him. And blew through and took it. Yeah, no, so I got one awesome. touchdown on defense. Yeah, that was about it. I'd only get put in outside of like kickoff. I get put in when they wanted me to take someone down because right. defense was like, all right, well, <laughs> you can get to that receiver before you're. You can not the receiver. You can get to the quarterback before probably anyone else can. So yeah, yeah go ahead, blow through it, have fun. No, that's awesome. I my my favorite thing was just I would push the coach on the sled up the field just doing calf raises, <laughs> and he would always yell at me, "Dig me a ditch, boy, that's coaching." <laughs> Oh, and then, great. and then, this is no shit. My football coach uh, Terry Hartford, he was insane. Mm-hmm. You know my trick of hitting myself in the face with chairs. Oh, I yeah. got that from him. <laughs> he used to headbutt players. <laughs> he would grab them in their helmets and crash them, like oh, with his God. bare head. This dude was nuts. He was yeah. my civics and government teacher, and I absolutely loved him. <laughs> even better, yeah, even so, better. So I would try and get horned up and be like, oh, I'm ready, coach. So I would headbutt lockers bare. So there's all these lockers in the old high school that are just have dents in them. And he'd encourage this, and God knows what it did to my head, but yeah. No, anyway, good. welcome to Two Hobbits Podcast. I hope these folks are ready to talk about some football. Anyway, I played football in high school. That was a poorly timed head injury joke, but. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I was, I was with you. Well, and, and my, my, uh, extremely, my extremely short-lived uh, football career consisted of my eighth grade year um, because the year before in seventh grade, I was like, you know, look at all these popular football guys. And uh. Uh, and I apparently just kind of like moaned about it enough that my mom said, all right, well, next year, I guess you just better go out for football. Um, and, and so I did eighth grade. I went out for football and like by the second practice, hated it and wanted to quit. And she was like, <laughs> Look, you spent all last year like complaining about the football team, and so so no, like you're gonna stick this out. You're not gonna quit. You're gonna finish out the season. And I was like, oh, whatever. So yeah, I I also very rarely got on the field, and it was always during special teams because I was our uh, place kicker. And oh, nice. And I would get on the field because like I played soccer quite a bit growing up and whatever, and I would always yeah. get uh, on the field and in the game precisely once each time. And it was either at the start of the first half for kickoff or the start of the second half for kickoff because that year we never scored. (laughs) And so he was like, do the whole rigmarole, razzmatazz, like get in my pads. I was like, all right, get in there. Give us a a good boot for the second half or whatever. Yeah, coach. And I kick it. And then I just stand around the sidelines for like another hour and a half. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, that was my very short-lived uh, uh, football career was the, like, seven-week middle school season <laughs> and hated hated it constantly. <laughs> the seven-week middle school season. Some say it is the hardest seven weeks in all of sports. Once a year in August, fathers come together to get too drunk at their kids' games and yell at people from out of town. <laughs> Which is which is like, like I know South Park did it with uh, Little League, but no, that that's exactly it. 
It's like, let's put 20-odd 13-year-olds who have next to no, like, body control. And just, like, let's just, like, mash them together for an hour and a half. And then their dads yell and scream (laughs) from the stands. Like, thank God I didn't have a dad because I didn't have to do that crap, you know? I I did football on my own because my buddy Bryce was in it and I kind of wanted... I got told I had to have extracurriculars if I wanted to get into college. Sure. So it's like, ah, oh, I guess four years of musical don't count it, so let's do sports. <laughs> well, and and I was lucky enough to have a dad who was who was pretty chill about that because, um, yeah, he he also was like, look, if this is something you want to do, if you want to like, we are much more a basketball family. So it's like, yeah, if you want to go practice free throws or work on post moves or whatever, sure, let's go to the gym. But, like, I'm not going to force you to do that. And I always appreciated that about my dad. Because there was – I definitely had classmates whose fathers were not like that. And I – Yeah, it was sad. And especially for – this guy was the grade below me, um, and his dad was actually the varsity football coach. And he – And and it was. Like, I just felt so bad for this kid. Um, Because, yeah, it was like – constantly disappointing his dad but like wanting to like impress him and like show him all that and it was just it was just heart-wrenching because we're like man yeah um but i think i think they're in a better place now the relationship before we get going too much further there jonesy uh one of our one of our traditions here is kind of sharing what whatever it is we have with us in our uh, hobbits goblets so so what 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 happens to be in yours uh this time around rocking a gin and tonic as per usual mm. and then i've got a uh i got an oldie but a goodie that i haven't had in a long time a lagunitas ipa oh yeah those are those are good i i mentioned to you earlier today that work was a real bear cat this mm. whole month mm. year so far so far 2021's kicking off to a bully start <laughs> but uh we recently started getting lagunitas and i have not seen those around in quite a while and i scooped me up one and i know it's basic and i know oh, white boy ipas but i don't care yeah it's a it's a solid mm-hmm. yeah no, it's a solid uh actually i think i had one of those fairly recently it's not trying to ram hops up every orifice but it's still, it's just like a nice, like a nice little hoppy bite, but it's not trying to prove anything to anybody. I think we've also talked at length about just stop with the IPAs. Just, just, just chill. Just chill with the IPAs, just, everybody. Just chill. I don't know why everything has to be hazy or some weird like gimmick. Just, yeah. and I think that's why I like this one. Cause it's just a straight IPA Except, yeah. and it's really solid. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing fun about it or not, not, not fun, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's trying to be something it isn't or trying to like one up all the other IPAs on the market on the like super saturated IPA market. It's like, oh yeah, well I'm an IPA too, but I also have the uh, pine nuts or whatever. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> IPA with pignon. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> well, and, but to be fair, mm-hmm. um, spruce tip IPAs are some of my favorites. I could see that going well together because Alaska Brewing does a really solid one. Mm. Uh, the brewery down here, their lone or their Wolf Creek IPA. Yeah, that is, is a good it's one. It's super good. I and yeah, it is kind of like you're sucking on a pine tree's dong, but I don't care. I'll yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right too. <laughs> well, and <laughs> I, I just I'm about it. I don't know. Yeah, and before I uh, come off as being too judgmental, I I actually have with me an IPA <laughs> in my in my house. <laughs> We can't get away from it. You can't, like. you can't get away. And, and again, it's 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 a it's a 
not trying to do anything too much, not being pretentious. This is, um, uh, let me see, let me double check here. This is from Derive Brewing Company, which which is that that uh, place that I was just telling you about, um, where mm-hmm. we went. And this is their Still Life American IPA, 7.5% ABV. And and yeah, it's not, it's just a nice, it's the... It's the uh, Midwestern equivalent of a Lagunitas IPA. Just awesome, solid, uh, clutch. If your car battery dies, it'll roll up with some jumper cables. It's it, it's just a nice, <laughs> yeah, reliable IPA. <laughs> good. All right, so so cheers, cheers, cheers on you there. Cheers, good buddy. Mm. All right. Perfect. Well, so we're not really talking about football. Huh? We 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 aren't we aren't actually talking about football, but we are talking about something. Um, as a, thank God. Yeah, yeah, we we are talking about something. Um, <laughs> that isn't football, like. Ooh. But but is also I guess and, and I guess this is how my mind kind of works. Like I'm always like, ooh, what sort of clever connection can I make? Because as you may know, Jonesy, there there are a whole bunch of people who watch the Super Bowl, and there are people who watch the uh-huh. Super Bowl um, primarily for the commercials. Or that's what they say, mm-hmm. at least. And there's even people who only watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show. Um, yeah. And like, okay, sure, you go to your friend's uh, house to party, and you'll have their nachos, and you'll have whatever they ha- whatever thing is cold in the fridge. But then it's like, oh, everybody quiet. It's the halftime show. And then that's, and that's what they really get into. Um, what, what was there ever... Do, do do you recall a Super Bowl halftime show that was really memorable or one that um, you really enjoyed or like got really amped up for? Uh, short answer is no. Long answer is one I don't think I should share. Oh, so yeah, I not I so know, much. I think I even know the one that <laughs> that you're talking about. And if it is the, the one, one where I unknowingly ate half a tray of peanut butter brownies that were special peanut butter brownies. Oh wow. Which one were you thinking of? I I thought you were going to talk about when uh, uh, Janet Jackson had her boob uh, exposed. Ah, oh, no, that's old news, man. Okay. Like, yeah, I saw that. I didn't care. It was weird. There was like a star tattoo around it, I'm pretty sure. But I think that might be an urban legend, too. Then the next day at school, there was all the weird conspiracy theories about how he said, like, I'll get you naked by the end of this song. Right. And that's when her boob popped out. And it was like, we all knew you were doing it. Like, Well, and this on. is my thing. Because what... What what year was that? That was like early two thousands, right? This was before like Google. This was before the only search engine was like Ask Jeeves or or whatever. And mm-hmm. would you believe like son of a bitch during the halftime show? I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of low on soda. Let me go to the kitchen and like grab a soda. So I was out of the room, and I hear this, oh, buddy. and I hear this big. <gasps> like this big collective gasp from the living. So I like book it back in there and I'm like, wow, what happened? What happened? So I did, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And little me, like, I think it was like a freshman in high school, like the, the appropriate age to like see a boob on TV. And I didn't see it. And so whenever you were talking about the next day at school, the next day at school, everybody was there and I had to fake it. I had to be like a phony and be like, oh yeah, that was, wow, that was so cool. And I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm probably like the one dude in America who was actually watching the Super Bowl during the halftime show and just like stepped into the other room and never and never saw it. <laughs> so, okay. Like, I, so I looked it up. Mm-hmm. 
I honestly kind of feel bad for her. this is so it wasn't 2004 number one and this is Janet Jackson's statement it's truly embarrassing for me to know that 90 million actually 140 million people saw my breast yeah and then to see it blown up on the internet to the size of a computer screen yeah th- which which also to be fair God, like, that would be yeah I feel so maybe you know maybe it wasn't a publicity stunt yeah, that's also kind of my understanding that it was maybe a bit of choreography, and I don't remember where I heard this. It was like a bit of choreography that Justin Timberlake maybe like accidentally or inadvertently or maybe not actually grabbed her, and then yeah, it was so it, it sounded like it was a not planned yeah. thing, and, and she and she was yeah like truly mortified by it. Um, so so yeah, like I I also but at don't... the same time. I think what's more tragic is that you missed out on a coming of age because I was holy crap. Every 140 million Americans saw it and you didn't yeah, not, not me. <laughs> You're like me with Gangnam style. Oh wow. Yeah. That was, which is a dumb flex to make, but I'll make it. I've never seen Gangnam style. Still haven't. Yeah. It's like me and a couple tribes in Africa and Papua New Guinea. <laughs> like, yeah, well, and and in a weird way, like that becomes a point of pride, where it's like, yeah, that's right, I haven't seen this thing. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, well, but anyway, but where I was getting at with this sort of uh, transition segue is uh, correct. We're not going to talk about football. We're not going to talk about Super Bowl, but we are going to talk about something that happens at uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, and that is singing, because. You know, we're two hobbits and we've already talked about food and we've already talked about gardening and we've talked about being cozy at cozy and warm at home. But the one thing that we have yet to talk about that we hobbits truly love to do is to sing and singing. So we're going to dive into a whole bunch of kind of fun um, uh, singing and songs from from mythology and some science in it as well. We're we're just going to talk about singing stuff. All right. I'm down. Yeah. Which I guess yeah. sort of leads me to my, my other sort of introductory question. Like, did you, 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 you mentioned being in like musicals and all that. Were you ever um, in, in a choir class? Were you, were you taking choir? Did you get voice lessons? Anything like that? Um, no, but I was in. we did musicals all four years, except my senior year was a uh, Pygmalion because we, it was uh, free in public domain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I never, I never took choir. I wasn't banned for four years. I played, well, I guess all through middle school and high school, I played a uh, baritone. Okay. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. And my senior year, I uh, got really, well, I guess, yeah, I got really into guitar. So I played guitar mm-hmm. and um, to this day, I still can't read music, but I just yeah. drumlined it and um, arranged <laughs> whatever I heard mm-hmm. and then put it to what I thought was being played. And my music teacher literally never said dick about it, so I guess I was doing it right. <laughs> well, and and that that until is one pretty... day he asked me to play my part, and I played the trombone part like perfectly. He's like, "That's Mark. That's not your part. Well, what do you mean it's not my part? That's that's not even close to what you have. Oh, huh? what do I have? I need you to see me after class. And this, I was a senior at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had been with this dude. For, I've been I've been doing this trick. I've been doing this trick for 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 six years. And I and yeah, I I can't count music. I I know what the notes are, but. Mm-hmm. Three, four time, four, four time. I got nothing, man. Well, but. and th- there is a, there's a, um, yeah, th- there's a, there's a large number of musicians, either instrumentalists, um, may- maybe some vocalists too, that, yeah, don't, don't read music. They just, they just play by ear and they pick things up. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I well, and and I have a, a a fairly similar kind of story. Like I I I was in band and I played trumpet um, all through middle school and high school. I guess just one musical in high school, and I pissed everybody off because I was never <laughs> I wasn't a choir kid. I I, I I was in band. I was never in choir. Didn't. Um, audition didn't get cast in any of the previous musicals but then my senior year just like oh the music man I watched that VHS with Rob Preston and Shirley Jones and Buddy Hackett I love that and, and I auditioned and I got the lead and I, and I got the lead oh god and <laughs> true true to stereotype like the quote-unquote career musical kid um, who was in all of the musicals and put in and, and was taking outside dance lessons and was taking uh, vocal lessons and doing all this stuff. He was super pissed that I just like swooped in out of nowhere and uh, uh, yoinked the lead role out from him. And he even like wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to the uh, like the. Oh, one of them. Yeah, exactly. And he was like, I just can't believe that after all my years of dedication and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, look, bud, like I appreciate your. Um, your dedication and your you put in all this time and effort for for dance and all that, but um, yeah, to be to be Professor Harold Hill, and I know this is a bit of a flex myself. Like you need a bit of not nah, flex, flex. But to be Harold Hill, you need a bit of sex a- appeal, and buddy, yeah. and buddy, you did not have it. <laughs> he was also again true to stereotype. Um, shall we say maybe a friend of Dorothy's and uh, yes. would probably not be very convincing as like this sleazeball womanizing con man. <laughs> um, just kind of given, just kind of given his, his. No, yeah. So, so yeah. Well, and it's, it's funny too. Cause like there was always, and I, we're, we're, I guess we're already here. Like there was always that gay kid in high school yeah. who always loved the musicals and yeah, he gave his heart, but like. Just couldn't quite. I, what I, because we talked about My Fair Lady and, like, the guy that is the main love interest of the girl, whatever, mm-hmm. Freddie, mm-hmm. that guy was just, he was. He, he was the sweetest kid in the world, but, nah, man, he was not, he could not be butch to save his life. God love him. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, yeah, this guy, uh, the, the, the same guy, he was in Oklahoma, and uh, yeah. he played Ado Annie's father, who at one point threatens another character with a, with a shotgun. Um, yeah, and and I swear to God, this poor sweet guy, he he did not know how to hold a gun, <laughs> like in any sort of like he like put the like butt like in the middle of his chest. And oh my god! It's like you're not fooling anybody, man. You're not. No one's gonna mistake you for like this tough uh, uh, Great Plains rancher dude with you. <laughs> you're holding a gun like that. <laughs> I, I was I, I was interested in joining choir at one point in my life and that was in second grade. So band okay. band started in fifth grade, but choir started in second grade. Um, and it was like an optional thing where like um, over lunch recess, you would go to the music room and that's where you would have choir practice. And so I did that for you know and, and I would eat my lunch and, and go to the music room. We were working on uh, bright, sunshiny day you know like the whole like oh yes i can make yeah, it yeah, yeah. now the pain is so and it was fun and i was you know do my whole thing 
and was doing that for a couple of weeks. And then one day at lunch recess, um, finished my lunch and I was going to go to choir practice. And then some of my other friends were like, oh, hey, Joshua, we're all going to play, uh, play football outside. You want to join us? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I missed one. <laughs> I didn't show up to choir practice. I missed one choir practice because I wanted to play football or it might have even been basketball. I want to go to recess one day and the choir teacher kicked me out. <laughs> she, she did not let me come back. And, uh, and my mom was pissed because she was, yeah. she was also a teacher in that same building. She was a second grade teacher in that same building. And she was livid. She was like, seriously, like this is a seven year old boy who misses one choir practice and you're not going to let him back in. And the, second grade choir teacher stuck to her principles and said no and then yeah ever since that i was like okay Ugh. i'll just play sports instead <laughs> and then yeah. and then joy ben- what might have been you could have been like who knows man or joshua groban yeah which which and again uh, who the hell is josh groban god why did i pull that name i, I don't know weird <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah like or justin timberlake yeah just yeah it's, Maybe, maybe both. Um, <laughs> could have been you pulling out Janet Jackson's that moves. Could, it could have somehow, been me. even though you were could have made it what, big. Thirteen at the time, fourteen. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I didn't have any like formal vocal training or anything like that. But kind of being in band, picked up, you know, picked up kind of some music and stuff. Uh, and yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of think about that sometimes. Like, what would it have been like if? I kind of, well, and, and I mentioned my mom, uh, like my mom sang all the time. Um, like yeah. she, like when, when we would go to mass growing up Catholic, um, singing in church, like she, she would sing all the time. She could harmonize with anything. Like she would hear a song once yeah. and instantly know like, okay, this would be like a cool counter melody. And then I'll like hit the fifth over here. And she just did that. Um, and so like, I kind of picked up some of that from her. Uh, but yeah, like otherwise it's just like, I don't have... I don't think I have like proper uh, like vocal support and all that. Like I, I know I sing probably technically terribly. I'm damaging my vocal cords, but I <laughs> sing all the time. I sing all the time still. I just do. Oh hell yeah! As I'm sure uh, regular listeners to this episode to this uh, podcast realize, because because uh, Jonesy, yeah, you and I are fond of singing. We we break into song. We are. We're two hobbits. We're musical dudes. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. And it's great. Well, that was even why we decided to do this. Well, like, I guess I'm gonna pull that back the curtain a little bit. But that was the joke that, um, uh, that was the joke that we made. Is we sing so damn much, we should just be two hobbits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and we do because we because that was like one criticism I got from a guy that worked at work to listen. He goes, "God, you guys sing all the time, don't you?" And like, he was mad about it, kind of. <laughs> And then I kind of got to thinking about it. I was like, yeah, we do, but screw you, man. Yeah. Like, let, because lest we forget, like, mm-hmm. dude, making my way downtown song, that was wonderful. I'll make a man out of you on the Thanksgiving yeah. special. Don't listen With to that one because I'm mm-hmm. housed. Yeah, that one's, that one's wonderful. Like, nah, we are some musical dudes. Do, well, like, and, and, and it truly, like, lest people think it's an act that that I only do when we're re- recording, like, even just going, like, walking through through my house. And like washing the dishes or like doing laundry, like I just sing to myself all the time. Well, and even especially uh, with our with our pet cats, like I'll I'll, I'll sing mm-hmm. to them, do funny little. This one drives the Mrs. Hobbit crazy, so I really have to try not to do it. Um, but our but our cat Quincy, I'll every once in a while I'll go around singing. 
thank God I'm a Quincy boy. <laughs> and the Mrs. Hobbit hates it. She's like, stop singing that. You're going to get it stuck in my head. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, it just happens. That's You got to teach him how to meow on cue. <laughs> yeah. We'll get some like treats. Thank God I'm a Quincy boy. <laughs> and then she'll just, she'll lose it. That'll be it. <laughs> But I do, yeah, or uh, or like any like video game soundtrack, I'll like hum or or like kind of kind of like scat along to that. Um, yeah, I just sing. I sing. Okay. Const- is is that something you do or not? Not necessarily. Am I just weird like that? Oh, no, absolutely. Like I've got a playlist that I just in the cooler when I'm ordering. I will just sing. I will pull down my mask. It's like I'm oh, I'm alone in there, and I will just belt that. I will yeah. belt that good stuff. And then every now and then, like, someone will poke their head and be like, Buffalo, what are you doing? What? You don't like Bowie? Like, you know. <laughs> no, but that's what it, and it makes me think, too. And, and this is maybe a bit of a stretch. And I'm acknowledging that up front. But like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, that's a thing. Like, uh, you, when when you're working, if you're if you're if you're doing any sort of repetitive task, like 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 sea shanties have become kind of popular now because somebody made a, oh, made yeah. a tiktok video but she sea shanties are awesome and it is you like you just sing and it's great and i love it and more and yeah. more people need to sing more people need to sing but we were breaking down load and i we had a bluetooth speaker I was like what do you listen to uh you got any ab buffalo uh sure so i threw ab on spotify and we were singing our asses off it. to fernando dude and it was it. magic and like we did this like big ass load in all of about forty five minutes. It was it was great, man. Just like we had ABBA on, we were belting it, we were getting after it. It was it was great. It genuinely made my day better. I think it made his day a little bit better. Like and it true it, it does it it's so it's so simple. Like it it, it doesn't it, it it costs almost nothing. And sure, like you kind of have to know the lyrics or pick up on on lyrics, but but n- not even you can just kind of hum along, or whatever. But uh, but yeah, it tr- yeah, and so with that, I, I know this is probably one of our like longer intros, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, or half an hour in. But so so. Good lord, this is our this yeah. This is like some podcasts are done by now. We're just getting <laughs> yeah, we're started. Just, we're just warming up. With that said, let's actually dive in now um, to yes. to to some of the other sources that I have prepared because I did want to spend some time knowing our history, knowing that that we both kind of coming from theater and doing some musicals. I know that we also had some personal uh, kind of experiences to talk about singing, but let's let us maybe dive into some of the things that, that I kind of have prepared some outside sources and talk about. So um, of course, because this is also who I am, um, I kind of turned mm-hmm. to singing in um, some, some mythology and specifically Greek mythology. And uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple, a couple of characters, a couple kind of instances I want to talk about. Uh, and I think we have to start with the muses, with the nine muses. Okay. And so as the story goes, uh, uh, Zeus, who's the, who's the sky daddy, the, the father of all the gods, um, he, he uh, was really in love with, a, uh, with a, a titan, with a titan. And this is, as we've talked about before, where Greek names get a little weird. Um, he was in love with a Titan called, uh, Mnemosyne and had some children through her. And these nine muses kind of, uh, all represent various arts and sciences and stuff like that. So it's not like there's like one muse of music. And funny enough, that's where we get our English word music 
Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's where the etymology comes from. Like it's muse, and then a uh, special ending to, that kind of goes like that. Um, so, so there's actually like maybe a couple muses that could be considered muses of uh, like singing or song or music. Um, we have, of course, uh, Callilope, and she's the muse of epic poetry. Things like the Iliad and the Odyssey, these epic poems that would have been kind of like sung chanted. Also, funnily enough, a Callilope is like a little instrument too. That's another, there's a, it's kind of like halfway between, I think like a, like a harpsichord and a piano, something like that. Um, but we also have uh, Autropy. She's the muse of lyric poetry. There's Thalia, the, god, the, the, muse, the muse of uh, comedy. There's Melpomene, who's the muse of tragedy. Arato is the muse of love poetry, as you could probably guess by her name. Uh, Eros. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then uh, last of the muses of singing, something like that, is Polyhymnia. And she's the muse of sacred poetry. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it, it's not even that there was one muse of song or one muse of singing, but it's like almost like different genres. Because that's the other thing that I've really picked up, um, kind of like learning more about the ancient Greek language. Like it's just almost by its nature, like it's essentially a very musical language. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like in English and with like Shakespeare, for example, we kind of count things by... Uh, stress syllables, right? Like like Shakespeare mm-hmm. wrote in iambic pentameter, which has this like kind of pattern to it. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Um, uh, mm-hmm. The Greek language was different in that its syllables, instead of stress and unstress, it was uh, uh, length. So you'd have short and long. Um, okay. And actually, Aristotle writes about this, and he tells us that a long syllable takes the same amount of time as two short ones. So, like right, okay. so right there, you can almost like picture. There, there's a beat. Yeah, to there, it. There, there's there's a meter. There's a rhythm. There's a beat to it. Um, you can consider it like quarter notes and half notes, or whatever sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And how accent worked in. The ancient Greek language is instead of stress, it was actually pitch. So like there okay. was one accent where you would kind of bring your voice up a bit. There was another where you would bring your voice down a bit. And then there was one where you go up and then down. And so you like add all those components together, long and short syllables and accents that go up or down or up and then down. And like it's kind of like built into the language, this musicality. Okay. And this is where I could not only get on my high horse, but then like ride that off into the sunset. <laughs> like that's one of the things okay. that that's one of the things that I'm really interested in with all this Greek drama and Greek theater, right? Cuz like mm-hmm. that was a musical like Greek Greek theater isn't people just standing and proclaiming things. It's it's essentially like yeah, like a musical. It's essentially a musical theater. And so many translations into different languages don't bring that that musicality to it. And that's something that I get really horned up for. It's like, okay, how can we translate Oedipus Tyrannus but make it like a rock opera? Because that's, that's kind of what it is. 
Yeah. And like, it's not just him like <laughs> reciting, which <laughs> sign me up, get me on Broadway and get, and let's get Oedipus Tyrannus, the rock opera going. Cause that's what it was. Oh my God. My mind is racing. And all I can think of is like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> exactly. But instead of saying mama, he says, baby, <laughs> I just killed a king. And that's what it, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> As, as, as tempted as I am to ride that high horse off into the sunset, I know we're already... No, dude, ride that horse. I like that horse. But yeah. Keep that horse in the stable. We'll talk about that horse later, all yeah, right? And, like, and it was. It's like... Yeah. We unfortunately have inherited this idea about Greek theater being just like really dry and really cerebral. Kind of stodgy. Well, I don't, I don't think that way. That, that's other people. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, come on, it is Greek theater. Like, what the hell's an Antigone? That sounds stupid. <laughs> so, what if, what if we brought the same energy to like whatever Broadway musical that you're sick of the theater kids singing the soundtrack to? What if, what if we brought that energy to a new translation of whatever stuff? Like, I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome to do. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, hmm. I could, I could get super horned up for that, but I also have a lot of other things that I'd like to like to get into. <laughs> uh, no, right. On, but yeah. also still staying within the Greek mythology thing is uh, probably some of the other, besides the muses, some of the most famous singers, I think in Greek mythology or most well-known uh, are these things called the sirens. Jonesy, what is, what's your understanding of the sirens? What do you know of, about these, these creatures? As I understand it, the sirens are essentially mermaids that sit on rocks and sing so beautifully that they lure sailors to their death. They are referred to in the Odyssey. Odysseus lashes himself to his mast mm -hmm. and forces all of it, or tells his crew, plug yours with, what is it, cotton and honey or something gross? Uh, something awful. Uh, beeswax. Beeswax, yeah, yeah there you mm -hmm. go. Um, yeah, plug yours with beeswax. Because I want to hear this sweet jam, but you guys can't. Which, yeah, if I'm captain of the ship, I'm going to do the same thing. And uh, yeah, he ties himself to the mast so that like he cannot be seduced. Mm -hmm. And but these 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 creatures lure men to their doom. Right? Yeah. yeah it, like yeah. Like the idea being that if you hear this song, you're going to be so overtaken and overwhelmed, you'll like jump into the water and swim after them, and then you either drown or they eat you or something like that. Yeah. 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 And in the God of War video game, they really suck because they can paralyze you with their song and you got to get out of it. And they like to pair it with Gorgons who paralyze you with stone and it's stupid and I hate them. But they have a fun kill animation where you break their spine over your forearm. So it's cool. Oh, whatever shoot. We get that, over is, it. But, that is pretty cool. No, yeah. Yeah. You absolutely nailed it. It's also kind of interesting because I think they're kind of equally, they're, they're equally portrayed either as kind of like mermaids, but also mm -hmm. they're kind of portrayed with wings. Kind of like harpies. Yeah, I've seen that too. Because they can kind of be the same thing, right? right? Yeah. So it's it's either they like they're like bird woman creatures that perch on the rocks. It, well, and that's the other thing too. So maybe if if not even like if their songs don't even entice just an individual, maybe they entice all of the rowers and they steer the ship into these rocks and then it like sinks and drowns. Um, um, so, so yeah, they're, they're either like birds that are perched on the rocks and sing, 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 or they're kind of these, yeah, like mermaid, uh, uh types that, uh, that do that either. Um, they do appear in a couple of other, uh, kind of myths. Um, mm -hmm. one, one actually, uh, is that they appear in, um, the story of, uh, uh, Jason and the Golden Fleece 
in the Argonautica. Um, oh, really? Where, um, yeah, uh, so and, and there's Jason and a whole bunch of other like heroes and like demigods are going to go on this quest to get the Golden Fleece. Uh, and Orpheus, who's well known in, in mythology, he, he, he plays a lyre and he sings and he can make rocks cry because his voice is so, so beautiful. Because his voice is so Good beautiful. Lord. Uh, he got recruited on this trip because um, there was like a prophecy like, no, we need to bring Orpheus. He's like, are you kidding me? He's this pale pencil neck geek who just plays the lyre and sings. And he's next to like Heracles and Jason and all these like buff dudes. And he's like, no, trust me, you want this little guy with you. Um, and, and sure enough, as they're like sailing the Argo, um, they come across the sirens. But Orpheus is able to like like uh do like a battle of the bands and uh and and defeat the the music of the sirens the singing of the sirens and then they're able to sail on successfully orpheus beelzebub the sirens before tenacious d beelzebub satan <laughs> right yeah yeah uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the sirens went out to the aegean because they were looking for some mortals to kill because they needed some flesh to eat to to feast themselves and they were willing to uh, haul a keel. And then in the, along came the Argo and Jason. And he said, well, this may be Hamartia, but I got me Orpheus <laughs> here with me. And show you some Peripatia. <laughs> so perfect. Peripatia. Okay, even better. Even better. <laughs> we're going to rewrite... Charlie Daniels. <laughs> Favorite bit. Seminal. Favorite bit in the show. I'm marking it right here. This is it. <laughs> We're going to rewrite this song where, yeah, it's Orpheus versus the Sirens. And. Uh... <laughs> okay, no, but I got, I'm got. i going to hit skip on this song. I'm going to hit skip on this song. We're coming back to this Okay, later. okay. I am writing a note. Okay, great. Uh, sirens went down to. A yeah, yeah. The, the Sirens went down to the age. Okay. Okay, so Jonesy, to, to round out our kind of study of like singing and music in Greek. Um, I'm, I'm yes. actually going to turn from the mythological and actually to, to, to uh, re- real life. I, I R L. Um, okay. And this is, this is um, what we think is the oldest surviving complete musical composition so it's like the oldest full song. We, we have earlier things, but they're only like part of it. But this is the oldest song that we have all the notes for. We, it, it, it's all the way there. Um, okay. And this thing is called the Seculos uh, Epitaph. And an epitaph is basically like a tombstone. Um, and this was uh, carved into this tombstone. And it's dedicated by this person, Seculos. Um, to someone named uh, Auterpe, who is maybe his wife. But it's okay. this little song that is in, in inscribed on her tombstone. Um, and okay. it has a little inscription on it and uh, it, before the song. And the inscription says, I am a tombstone, an image. Because that's what a lot of, like, it's so funny, like a lot of pottery and stuff, it'll say mm-hmm. like, I am a pot <laughs> that'll be like painted on the side or whatever. Um, but, but anyway, so, so this says, I am a tombstone, an image. Seculos place me here as a long lasting sign of deathless remembrance. And so it's kind of laying out, this is, 
I'm, I'm a tombstone. This is why I'm here. And then underneath is a song. And if you'll indulge me, maybe I'll even sing. Yes, maybe please. I'll even sing it. So this is the this is the seculos epitaph. Hosons lies pai nu meden holosilupu prosoligon estitos den totelos hakronos apeti. And that's it. That's the oldest. That's right the on. oldest full song we have. And and the notes are are accurate. Um, and, and 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 here's basically what the lyrics translate to. So so okay. so in English, um, it's uh, while you live, shine, have no grief at all. Life exists only for a short while, and time demands his due. So. It's it's basically a much prettier uh, song that's saying YOLO. Like while you're here, like shine shine bright. Don't be sad because we're only here for a, a little bit, and, and and time demands. Yeah, like his end, his finish. Like all things come to an end. Um, and it's and and I, I talked earlier that I just kind of sing constantly. And this is something that I sing mm -hmm. constantly. Uh, it's a it's a really? beautiful little song, not only musically, but but the but the message the message behind it is, is super nice too. I don't want to be just like a Johnny Come Lately and have this on my tombstone. But if there's something to have, okay. but if there's something to have on your tombstone, you could do a lot worse than um, than this little message here. No, that's I really like that. Yeah, and it's great. It's so cool. Yeah, right on, man. So there's a classic scholar, um, and her name is uh, Bettina Joy de Guzman, and her whole thing is like she like she 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 goes into like uh, uh, Greco-Roman and, and even other cultures, but like song, and so she'll like reconstruct uh, lyres and um, and sing, oh, wow. and she has some she has some bawling versions of the Seculos epitaph, um, and so listeners. Definitely uh, look for her. I think she has a couple of versions on YouTube or something like that. Um, but yeah, she. We will post links to her stuff on we will, Twitter. We will at her because uh, yeah, she she yes. truly does amazing things. And um, and yeah, like uh, the and in fact, actually, just recently she gave a kind of a presentation about about this. Um, but yeah, so this is awesome. so this is one of the oldest, if if not the oldest, uh, intact complete song that we have, the Seculos Epitaph. Awesome. So yeah, good stuff. That's really that's so cool. Well, and it's all that's that's so mind blowing that like, oh well, okay. So we have that mm -hmm. now. And it, never well, mind. Well, Sorry, I, go ahead. Never mind. I also think I let's not. I can't. I can't. I can't kick this one. <laughs> well, I. I also think I missed this part. Uh, this is this is back to the, the first or second century CE, so like oh eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred, almost two thousand years ago. And to think, and, and, and I think this is where you were going, Jonesy, to think that what I just sang was similar to because I'm sure my pronunciation was kind of off, um, but, but yeah, like someone could have sung that almost two thousand years ago. And I sang that song just But now. you just did a cover of yeah. a 2,000-year-old song. That's crazy. How cool is that? For all intents and purposes, this will be published under House High Hammock LLC. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? And you're, that's it. You did a cover. Yeah. 
Like, that is insane. And and through no through the grace. Oh of, my god! Through the grace of whatever higher order or power there is, we just happen to have this. And like, yeah, it's it, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. Um, dude, do you think that like Greek stairway to heaven was even <laughs> cooler than our stairway to heaven? <laughs> Stairway to Olympus. <laughs> Stairway to Elysium. Yeah, there you go. No, perfect. Yeah, even better. Stairway to Elysium. Oh, man. Yeah, like some some dude. Uh, yeah, again, just like strumming a lyre or a, or a uh, kithara being like, bing, boom, 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 bing, boom, 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 boom. Because, okay, we've talked about like sympathetic magic and maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting too far ahead of it. I've got to assume that like all music has always existed in the human reality. We're just kind of figuring out how to get to it. Yeah. So yeah, dude, like what if there was a dude who like, behold my 10 string liar, you're an idiot. I know, but check it out. I can hit this sweet solo on stairway to Elysium. And then like, he just left all the maidens wanting. (laughs) And then Socrates is like, that's not art. Go Go to hell. You're a you're a nerd. I don't like you. Ugh. Well, and even um, so it's like uh uh, uh but but there's also I think kind of to your point too, um uh Pythagoras and all the Pythagoreans uh-huh. like they got horned up for like oh, how can we like like there's there's clearly a relationship between music and singing and like math and geometry right like we have a we have a string of this length that strums a certain note. And if you cut it in half, it's like an octave. And then if you do this proportion, it's like a fifth. And so they, they, I think in a way they were kind of arriving at maybe like a similar, maybe not conclusion, but like a similar kind of question. It's like there seems to be something inbuilt with all this like music and singing stuff. And we're Pythagoreans and we're going to figure it out. And A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Well, see, and I just take that to mean that, like, the Pythagoreans, like, obviously were math nerds, but that was also, like, the the OG, um, uh, oh, God, help me out here, Daft Punk. <laughs> that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. <laughs> around the world, around the world. And then there's uh, Eratosthenes, like, measuring the sticks, and he's like, which, by the way, this is the circumference. Okay, cool. Around the world, around the world. <laughs> Why don't you listen up? Here's a story about a wine-colored guy who lived in a wine-colored house. Wine-colored was his dog and so forth. Because cause didn't the Greeks see colors differently than we did, oh, right? That's a... And they thought that, like, blue was to be taken as, like, the color of, like, red oh, wine. Oh, that's, that's such a juicy topic, Jonesy. We're... we're, we're definitely coming back. we're coming back to that one my friends <laughs> we are coming back to that one for sure we're coming back to the whole to the whole like greek greek terms i'm for greek and the color of wine i'm the color of wine and i am a greek guy i am greek and the color the color of wine see i thought you were going to go and make a uh a joke about diogenes there with the whole like yo listen and my house is wine because he lived in like a like a wine, wine vessel. and okay anyway anyway sad he is in his house don't throw rocks at the father if only i could satisfy my belly as easily as rubbing it 
I'm blue, now I will drink some wine. I'm Diogenes guy, just a philosopher fies. I So Jonesy, I think you and I were just talking about the power of singing and music, the connections we can make and just yeah, how 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 impactful that can be. But I also want to maybe take a minute and talk about like the power of song in a different way. Um and okay. I want to talk about the Guinness World Record for the loudest singer. Okay. So like normal normal conversation clocks in at about like 60 decibels. Um mm-hmm. you know, something like a lawnmower's maybe like 90. Something like an ambulance siren is like 120. Um and uh and then I guess the other end of the spectrum, um like a whisper is maybe like 20 25 decibels if, if you just had to like guess out of the blue what the world record for the loudest singing is what do you think okay so what's the upper limit it's uh 60 is conversation mm-hmm. a lawnmower okay so if an ambulance is 120 mm-hmm. i don't know best a human can do is uh what 225 Two, 225 so yeah. so just just to give you a little bit here and you can revise it's like a rocket launch is like 180. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I should have given the upper limit. No, it's I, cool. It, no, it's cool. No, 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 that's fine. Um, I, this very clearly shows like I have no oh, oh, okay. idea. Okay, well, of... well well then I won't torture you uh much longer. So so the well, no, no, no. Okay, so no. Okay, so lawnmower. Okay, ambulance is one twenty. Human conversation is sixty, eighty-five. Okay, okay, good. So the world record. Uh, well, and, and so the world record for shouting, and you'll also get a kick out of this. <laughs> the world record for shouting was achieved by an Irish school teacher, and that was at. Okay. And that was at one twenty-one decibels. <laughs> oh my god! So. How mad is that? None? So yeah, so yeah, like roughly like an ambulance, right? Um, and so like singing, the the record, the, the the Guinness World Record for loudest singing, is held by a Bulgarian uh, professional singer, and her name is Smiljana Zahariva. She set the record uh, at one at one hundred thirteen point eight decibels. So you oh can round up to, to one fourteen, but that's right under like six hundred ambulance siren. That's pretty right. Impressive. Well, and so so because Guinness World Record, they they have to kind of do do their extra things too. So so she also had some other barriers or some other um, constraints, I guess. Or what? Well, anyway, so the sound meter was placed uh, uh, two and a half meters away. It's so like eight feet away. And she had to hold this note for a minimum of five seconds. So it, so it, okay. it's not just like an all of a sudden like cymbal crash, but she had to sing for five seconds at 113 decibels. Oh my um, god! And so you're, she's essentially Banshee from the X Men. Like. Which, which that, that's also kind of where I was going to. It's like that, there's also yeah that sort of trope about like like someone with like superpowers who can sing really loud and uh so yeah so like there's banshee and then there's also in mortal Kombat, who who was it so someone had a finisher uh sindel that's right 
where she would sing really loud and then your like head would blow up. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, I, and, and to my knowledge, I don't know if there has been a male singer who's attempted that. Maybe he'd be louder. Maybe he wouldn't. Sure. But, uh, but, but so, so yeah, this is like roughly, this is roughly, yeah, like, uh, between like an ambulance siren and maybe like a chainsaw, like a chainsaw clocks in at about 110 decibels. Um, okay. So she was so she was singing for five seconds even louder than that. Oh my god. Yeah. So so good on you, Smiljana. I hope you have. Uh, well, and, and, and it sounds like she was kind of like over her performing career, and she was kind of like wrapping it up. Um, mm-hmm. But but my my very best and congratulations on achieving this record, um, and it's awesome. That's pretty cool. I also want to check out because she apparently has, after her like kind of professional touring career, she's kind of moved into uh, Bulgarian folk songs, which okay. I think that's a rabbit hole. I would, I wouldn't even fall down. I would like dive into. That just sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. So so who knows? Yeah, maybe, no kidding. Maybe that'll be next on my like Spotify playlist is Bulgarian folk songs. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> you would also think, Jonesy, that someone singing that loud, this is another kind of trope, right? Like someone who sings loud enough that they break a wine glass. Uh-huh. But it's actually not like volume. It's not loudness. It's actually like pitch. Yeah. You, you resonate as the same frequency as the wine glass, Ex- which... Exactly, exactly. That in and of itself freaks me out that we all have our own resonance. So like... What's the resonance for like the human eye? Let's find it. Let's make people blind. Like I don't, I don't know. Well, you know. And and in a similar topic, you've you've probably heard of the brown note, quote unquote, the brown yes. note, which is a similar kind of thing. It's like if you could find a pitch at probably a lower register uh, that makes somebody um, void their bowels, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Or just because it resonates as the same frequency as it's your. It's your is it your colon right? And when it resonates as that, it kind of nullifies it, and it just like paralyzes the muscle, and you release right. That's 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 my understanding of of, of in, it, yeah. gro- in gross essence. Like yeah, well, and and, and I want to say I even remember a MythBusters episode where they were searching for the brown note, and I think they put Jamie in a like sound booth with a yeah. Depends diaper. Um. Unfortunately, he did not uh, produce a brown note, or or the brown note did not have an effect on him. But they were also yeah. saying like, yeah, maybe it's not. But but then again, like I've, so I I'm not a huge like concert goer. But the handful of concerts that I've that that I have attended, when that bass gets thumping and, and like you like feel it resonating in your chest. And it's like, is this going to stop yeah. my heart? Like, I could, I could maybe see that happening. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that, but but that that yeah, that'd be trippy. Like mm-hmm. the heaviest, like if Death Clock was real, the heaviest metal band ever that tunes their guitars to the frequency of the human heart yeah. and murders an entire concert. But they like signed waivers <laughs> and they did it as like a weird sacrifice to you know the dark. The Dark Troll King, uh, rib fodder. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, yeah, right. So, so who knows? Like maybe. Well, and, and I've also heard yeah. things about um, uh, 
military and or paramilitary forces experimenting with like crowd dis dispersal uh, tactics using like sound waves to either like make people nauseous so they get out of the place or they like or like disoriented or something like that. So I'm I'm, I'm sure there's something out there like that. So in uh, department stores and malls, especially higher end stores, so think about like your Goldman Sachs or whatever, mm -hmm. they will play a soundtrack that has a super high pitch note in it that the clientele they want to attract read that as like whites in their like post 40s. Mm -hmm. They can't hear it. Right. But these damn young mall youths, they can hear it. Yeah. And it is unpleasant, and it keeps them out. They don't want it. Like, it's a thing that they no, do. Yeah, th th that is a demonstrable thing, that as a person gets older, the range, the the, the upper range at which they can hear things creeps creeps down and down. And, and I guess sort of like the flip side of that, like on the one hand, you can use that as a deterrent for the youths. Uh, but I was also mm -hmm. hearing some stories about like setting, um, like teenagers would set their cell phones to like either have yeah, a notification. Yeah, it was post. a big deal when we were in high school. Yeah. It, they called the mosquito tone, remember? Right, right, right. So, so so that they could hear And it. I could never hear it. Like I didn't get it, but like there was a bunch of kids. I remember mm -hmm. it, I was I remember junior year, the mosquito tone was a huge deal. Yeah. That was like two thousand five. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a whole big thing. And like it it um yeah, the idea being that like, haha, old people, you can't hear this, but I'll know that um someone liked my selfie on insta and then you can except we didn't have insta it was a simpler time yeah, it was a, it was a much it was a much simpler time <laughs> it was a much simpler time circa 2005 <laughs> <laughs> okay but jonesy you 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 also talked about like a, a pitch and all that and that is that is exactly yes. where i was wanting to go next so um typically how we kind of arrange voices because like you're saying and 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 you said that you don't want to make this a sexist thing, but but honestly, that's one of the best and most strongly attested differences between biological men and biological women. Is is, is there is a mm -hmm. clear there's a clear distinction between um, uh, women's voices being higher and men's voices being lower, um, and and as that kind of shows up in in music, there's there's these uh, uh, voice types and, and ranges, right? So there it goes. Um, like soprano, mezzo soprano, contralto, or alto sometimes, um, and and those are typically the uh, the female voices, mm -hmm. and then the men voices are counter tenor up at the top, tenor baritone bass. Um, mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. do you know what what your voice kind of translates to roughly? With, without being a total jerk about this. And I didn't bring this up earlier. I took a, a musical theater course in college, but yeah. I um, I have an incredible range. Apparently, like I can get into like whatever is the lowest step of baritone, and then whatever is the lowest step in tenor. Okay, I'm pretty wide. Yeah, it's, maybe not incredible, but mm -hmm. they they had us do this deal, and I don't even know how it broke down because I can't explain it now. Like I could explain it then, right? But you just basically repeated, "Oh, how I love to sing," mm -hmm. and they would do it against the key changes and they started me at the middle C and I just kept going down and down and down yeah. until like I got to the point of like, I was kind of bottoming out. I was like, Bleh. but then she went back up and this like, I'll never forget it. Cause Jenna Nielsen was flipping her. Cause it was the first time she saw me like, cause Jenna always hated me and she was teaching the class. Mm. 
but it was her and um some musical professor mm -hmm. and she was like oh my god mark you have worth and you're something oh my god like <laughs> and i'll never forget it because like in musical hipsters that came in and they were all losing their shit. They're like, we had no idea. And I was like, yeah, man. I sing all the time, you guys. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what my range is, okay. but I know that it is considerable. Like, yeah. I know it's the asshole answer, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I, I also think that is kind of a funny thing, too. It's like when, when you're able to kind of like pull that out of your back pocket to be like, yeah, check, check this out. Like, it is people who consider themselves to be like the musicians and the or or the vocalists or whatever and it's like oh damn like listen to your falsetto or whatever yeah they go and go and go it, it also gets kind of weird because the these kind of come from opera and there's also like kind of different traditions there's there's like english or italian or german or french opera and they all kind of like slightly vary um but but yeah you, you can you can you can kind of typically find what the general range of whatever voice is and then get like an mm -hmm. online key a, an online keyboard and then sort of test um and i'm typically w w when i was testing myself in, in preparation i i'm with with training i could probably be a bass but like yes some of those lower notes i can't really sustain quite as much but yeah so i'm, I'm kind of like bass baritone something like that um, and, uh, well, it, and you, you're also talking about range and, mm -hmm. and maybe we'll jump to this. Um, so like, did I just totally like answer your question incorrectly? No, not at all. Okay. Sorry. I was like, wait, you asked me about my range, right? Like, sorry. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Not at all. And, okay, and, okay. and, and there okay. are, there are some, um, uh, well-known musicians who also have an incredible range. Freddie Mercury is known for having a four octave range, but there are musicians who have even a bigger one. So Prince has a five octave range. Uh, Danny Filth, who is the uh, vocalist for Cradle of Filth, he also has a five octave range. And, Mari and Mariah Carey has a five octave range. Axl Rose has a five octave range. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah. God, I hate Axl Rose. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, maybe it would have been better. No, it's fine. I, no, it's no, it's fine. I just whatever. Good for him, Grand <laughs> Okay. So, well, maybe this will be a little better because there are musicians who have a range even higher in who have a range even higher than that. Um, okay. Mike Patton lead vocalist of Faith No More, he has a six octave range. So he, which is like essentially like an entire like piano keyboard. That's like pretty much what it is. It's pretty insane. It, it, it's crazy. Um, there's also an Australian pop musician named Adam Lopez who has a six octave range. And okay. finally, and the one maybe dearest to my heart for no particular reason, there's a Kazakh singer, Dimash Kudaibergen, or his full name is Dimukhamed Kanatuli Kudaibergen, who also has a six octave range. Jeez. And so, right. yeah, and so these guys just, they just, they just kill it. They just kill it. They can sing essentially, um, like, uh, let's see here, like a... Uh, 
standard piano has seven octaves, mm-hmm. and these guys can sing six. God, that is it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And so, yeah, like me and my little like, oh, I could probably do this. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Um, God, and here I am, Dick riding like I've got a pretty weird range. Yeah, ha 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 ha. <laughs> I'm nothing, <laughs> but but I'm a hobbit. Um, true, we, we we are also hobbits. But but there's maybe also so there's also two kind of um, vocal range. I I'm I'm gonna say oddities, but not in a negative way. Um, okay, and and I'm also pretty sure that, that you've heard of of, of both of these. Um, uh, during during the sort of um yeah i guess kind of renaissance late medieval area when operas were becoming really popular um and as you know jonesy when when a uh man goes through puberty his his voice lowers um uh, yep. but but suppose suppose you're writing an opera and you want a male voice to stay in that upper register that he has when he's a child. Uh, what what do you do to that singer to hope that he keeps his high voice? You neuter him. You neuter him. You castrate him. You turn him into a castrato. Which is, okay, I'm sorry, right there. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so castration being the active verb of the uh, cutting off your balls yes. thing. Cool, great, mm-hmm. yep, fine. Yep, yep. There, there, okay, 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 cool, cool. And then you become, ah, yes, there goes Joshua, the world-famous castrato. You are the world-famous had my balls cut off when I was five. That's what you are. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Go to hell, Europe, in the 1300s or whatever. Like, you assholes. <laughs> so, like. Pieces of shit. Who said this was okay? You know, people talk about suffering for their art and all that. Oh my god! But, but uh, yeah, uh, there's well, and and this is the other thing too is it's not just that the act of castrating these gentlemen um, would keep their voices high, but that also carries other physiological um, kind of changes. Yeah, just not that, but yeah, yeah, and oh, and, and it would make um, it would make their like limbs really skinny and long so they're almost kind of like maybe not like a tall slender man but like kind of almost (laughs) um that sings to you in his siren call of yeah this super super high voice um and well and the the other thing is uh maybe taking the good with the bad or taking the bad with the good or silver lining um, so not only were these castrati also um, generally famous opera singers, but because they would not risk the chance of impregnating anyone, uh, they would also, and, and being really famous and all that, they were also pretty notorious generally for having lots of lady friends. But, but again, I don't know if that makes it any better, really. I <laughs> yeah again it's just something that's like I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad we phased out of that practice uh, yeah because as cool as it would be to have a dude singing way up high like there's there's just yeah there's something 
there are limits. There's limits, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other point being that. But that's it. There, there, there is no. But it's well, and and the other point being is, is, is like you have to opt into this procedure when you're still a kid. Was it a voluntold or a volunteer? That's that's also a very good point that you bring up, Jonesy. And um, so, so, so yeah, I just and also good. I guess also kind of good news is we've also discovered that there are ways to help preserve that higher range in male singers without doing that. And it's basically like you, you just keep practicing and singing in that high register. Like if you just keep doing that and one of the most famous, <laughs> you mean I can still sing and not have to lose my balls. Right. Well, and one of the most famous examples of that is uh, Chris Colfer, who, um, who uh, was best known on Glee. Um, and he has a super high voice. He has a super, he, he essentially has a soprano singing voice. Um, can you tell me which one he was? He was, cause I can play, I, I don't know the name, but I bet if you told me the character, I'd yeah, know he, it. he was Kurt Hummel. Uh, Kurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. On, on Glee. And, and, and again, like he is, he's one who, uh, sang a lot when he was younger and wanted to continue singing in that high register. And so he just kept, kept practicing and, um, Hmm. And and didn't let his sing it, and I'm sure it dropped a couple notes or a little bit like that. But so so there's also we understand things. We we understand more physiologically about singing beyond chopping off the balls um, to make to to ensure that that kind of higher higher singing. Risk. I just God, it bugs me how awful things were. You know, like yeah, the sort of like half understanding of well, <laughs> but then. But then I also think about it and like, boy, if I didn't have to go through Justin Bieber's rise to puberty, yeah, I'd, I'd be into it. So on the other hand, on almost the exact opposite end, though. Um, men, duh. Yeah, men, 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 castrati, duh, <laughs> octavists. Have, have you heard of these guys? I don't believe they're they're primarily so. they're primarily from a Russian tradition, but not necessarily. Okay. And, and it's the exact opposite. It's like, OK, you're a bass singing range. Well, baby, mm-hmm. we're going to l- l- drop that to the floor. And it's and, and it's dudes who sing like ridiculously low notes. If you if you go to YouTube and uh, and look for Octavist, but but Octavist spelled with a K, O K T A V I S T, yeah, it's like the Earth is singing at you. It's crazy. It's the coolest thing. I am going to cut some of them. Yeah, into but, but, this, at this point. well, and, and yeah. I was also going to say like, Future Mark cut in some footage or, or some audio of Octavist singing because it is. It's like. Kind of the like growly, grovelly, but you can still hear them, and it's still like clear and, and yeah. articulate. And so, like, yeah, like that's and that's 
that's where I was wanting to end. Um, at, the, at least well, on my and, prepared. And to to that point, mm-hmm. to that point, um, it is well it is well documented that uh, the the Mad Monk Gregory Rasputin was a basso profondo. Right. Yeah. So so that's like. And he would sing in this like low, super deep, resonant mm-hmm. tone, and it was said to like enchant the people around him because he was just singing these weird, insane Russian hymns, and then and then. He made all the maidens moist and wanting. See, so including but not it. limited to the Tsaritsa. Like, yeah, yeah. See, see, so that's just it. You you either have to have like a super high voice and your balls chopped off to get the girls, or like complete opposite. You have to be well, it, but 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 then again, being real, from my understanding, I think Rasputin also had some other uh, features that endeared him to the. Uh, gentler sex. That's for two wizards to discuss. <laughs> yeah. So either have super high voice or super low voice, and um, yeah, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, kind of like I mentioned at the beginning, like what what would it have been like if I, starting from second grade, kept with the singing stuff, um, and like, oh, here's this thing called an octavist, and. I'm going to sing crazy, crazy low. Um, <laughs> and hopefully not the opposite and be like, oh, I wonder what being a castrato would be like. <laughs> you walked into your parents' room and said, I want to get higher. And they're like, oh, God, he wants to do weed. And your dad knew, no, the boy wants to be a castrati. Not in my house. Can you take me higher? Alright. Fun fun music fact. Um, and I don't even know if this is even relevant. Don't care. Uh, so that one is by Creed, right? Y- y- yes, Creed, it is. Their front man was also the front man for a band called Alter Bridge, who provided the entrance music uh, Metalingus for Edge, the rated R superstar in the WWE. And I find that fact hilarious. <laughs> You can tell, you can tell by my snorting laughter that I also find that fact hilarious. <laughs> Apropos of nothing, but that's what I'll contribute. Also, Joshua, I wanted to contribute that with your given range, um, the most deadly or sperm whales can make their clicks at something at they can make their clicks at two hundred thirty decibels, and if you're close enough, it can paralyze you and kill you. It can like disrupt your brain function. What? See, that's yeah. Like, just as you're talking about, right. so you have the school marm at what, 122? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? 121, yeah. So, 121. So she is just about 100 points away from killing her students with her voice. See, that's... So Ooh. get after it, madam. You can do it. We believe in you. Well, because... Two hobbits believe in you. Well, because well, well, even like, and, and I know this is a slightly a slightly different take. Like, that's that that's how microwaves function. Is it's like they send out yeah. these like these waves that that vibrate the water molecules and that vibrating heats heats them up and, and that's why yeah. your hungry man dinner is hot. Um, and isn't that insane? Yeah, and and and, that, and that's just it too. It, it's like could could it be possible in a world where singing at a certain range heats up your body? And causes your blood to boil off. Like, God, like, wouldn't that be a sci-fi movie of the month? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I think we've established, I think we've established that singing truly is a powerful phenomenon. Like it's, 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 yeah. it's powerful in its capacity to move people and to unite them. Like, so, so, so my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight with you, Jonesy. Um, yeah. And I know we've talked about other things with this regard too, but like 2020 was a really hard year. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me for a number of reasons. And, and I don't even necessarily need to get into those, but like it was, it, it was a tough year. Mm-hmm. And as I started 2021, I, I found a lot of comfort and I found a lot of solace in music and singing and specifically, have you seen the Vibing Cat video? I have. He's wonderful. I, well, and and it's like the Turkish blind, like guy who's just busking and he's like playing a hand drum. And so it, it, it's a Turkish guy singing like, uh, I, I believe it's Finnish, like a Finnish folk tune. And then it got remixed by like a South African uh, musician and and like kind of like added on it and later on. And I, I swear to God, like I listened to that daily. <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was like, I, I don't even understand all what he's saying, but like this, this, but, but I'm singing along to it. But you get the spirit. It, right. You understand yeah, it. I'm, 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 I'm singing yeah. along to it. I'm, making this kind of weird digital connection. Cause I also know that like a hundred million other people have watched this thing. And, and it was like, I think that also speaks yeah. to the power of song and the power of music that it's part of the collective collective unconsciousness of music. Yeah. yeah. And, and that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's, it's there. It, it's there. And that's, and that's how I think that's one venue for us to like try to come together because I also know Jonesy and you can attest to this too. You can also attest to the power of song because I hear legend that one fourth of July, (laughs) some years ago, there was a group of scruffy rapscallions (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who were singing God Bless America <laughs> and got the cops and called got on the him. cops called on us. <laughs> oh man, that was <laughs> So not only <laughs> at 8:39 on the 4th of July, th- how the hell do you get the cops called on you on for singing God Bless America? Like cops are racist. Like the late show neighbors are the late show hadn't even started yet and we got the cops called on us dude american dad hadn't even started yet (laughs) (laughs) holy crap they're still wrapping up 24 like i will never i will never i will well and (laughs) and um on one of our december episodes we were talking about the 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 very sweet memories of singing Christmas carols um, when, yeah. when, when you and me and the Mrs. Hobbit and it, and like, like we, we just, we just need to sing. We need to sing. We just man. need to sing. And like, that's, and like as much as I kind of hate on TikTok, 
Mm-hmm. But if, if if there was so that was a whole thing fairly recently, and and I, and I kind of hinted at this at, at the beginning. This one dude on TikTok started singing a sea shanty, and then somebody mm-hmm. else recorded it and sang like and sang like a harmony to it because they like dropped it a step right and and and, it, and yeah. yeah like the, the next thing you know there's like six dudes singing and 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 that's I think that could be one venue to move forward it's like we we just gotta sing and it doesn't matter just gotta sing it doesn't matter if you don't know the language it doesn't matter just like do your best with the lyrics but like we we just gotta sing because that's also like a human constant I think or a hobbit constant because we're still doing that (laughs) I'd I'd say both yeah (laughs) but yeah we we just gotta we just gotta sing we gotta sing together gotta sing yeah that's where I was gonna go, yeah. but lest I become like a Pollyanna here, it it, it sounds like you were also gonna offer something else up. So it's like, well, no, I was gonna I was gonna ask as we're wrapping up here. So like, what is on your playlist right now? Give me your top three songs. You don't have to sing along with them, right? But like, so right now we can make a two Hobbits playlist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I will put it up on the uh, Instagram page, yeah. So people kind of get an idea. So what are, what are your top three songs you're you're humming along to the chorus of? And I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I know. Yeah, yeah, but... No, that, and, and that's fine. Could, could I maybe expand that to top three artists? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, whatever okay. you want. Yeah, just what are you, what are you, what are you jamming to so right now? So right now I'm jamming to, um, they're, they're a Scottish band. They're called Frightened Rabbit. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you like I these love, guys. I remember you liking these guys way back. Yeah, I, I've, I've loved these guys for, for a while. And, and a, a bit of a sad kind of, uh, turn to the story their lead singer Scott Hutchison uh, just a couple of years ago he he struggled for a long time with depression um, and he mm-hmm. ended up um, taking his own life but but frightened rabbit and he also had had another project called owl John it's just it's just raw and it's real and I've been re-listening to a, to a lot of them and, and it's, it's great stuff so I'd say Frightened Rabbit number one. I guess this will be number two, and it's it's not like even an artist now. Like I I, I keep ex- expanding this, um, but I no nah, whatever you want. This is just okay, whatever okay, you listen okay. to lately. Like. I I also really dig Gregorian chant. Okay, that's cool because it is. It's just this like weird like it's this weird weird thing. Um, but 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 anyway. And then I have to say number three to like kind of put this in the genre is like just weird meme music. Like I talked about the Ivan Polka with uh, Vibing Cat, um, the the like crab crab dance music, the coffin dance music, just just like any like whatever weird thing like. Uh, blows up on Reddit, like just, just, just sign me up for that, because th- th- that's also some of that immediate. This is what's resonating with people across the globe, and I just want to like. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I don't even know if it's, but so definitely frightened rabbit, and then Gregorian chant, okay, and then just whatever silly meme. Um, the song is is, is meme, meme yeah song. What, 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 whatever is yeah like blowing up the internet at that time. 
<laughs> okay, right on. <laughs> but nah, it's, I, yeah. what are your three? <laughs> what are your top three? Uh, do it. Try it by M83. I have put several videos on my Instagram, and I'll probably put one up on Twitter mm. of me dancing in the cooler to that song. <laughs> I love it. It is my jam. Mm. Oh, no, wait, okay, wait, um, wait, wait. I, time out. So, time out. I, I yeah. remembered one, and it's one that you and I share, okay, yeah. Jonesy. It's Stan Rogers. Everyone, go listen to Stan, oh, Rogers. Stan Rogers. Listen to Stan Rogers this very moment. Well, finish the show. Finish the show first. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us five and then go get some stand up. Number two, I found an. Um, so I found the uh, Conan the Barbarian, the original Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I found an arrangement of it on pipe organs. No way. Yeah, by a uh, P. Pelster. That's. Oh my God. And. Dude, I have been rocking out to that. Like, that is, oh my god. I thought that I loved the Riddle of Steel before Joshua. I love it even more on pipe organs. It is insane. I will send you, I will send you that presently. That's, oh. And then, um, my final, and this is always, it's, it's so weird. You, okay, so like, it's a guy named Danny Schmidt, and I really like him. That name sounds super familiar. Because I talk to you about him all the time. Probably, yeah. But he is maybe the coolest, sweetest dude in music. And, like, I got into him in college. Like, I was going through some shit at one point. I had a really good friend of mine who died of a heart attack while I was in mm-hmm. college. And I was coming back from class, and I was riding my bike, and um, I was listening to, listening to Welcome to Night Vale, and one of Danny Schmidt's songs came on, and it was um, uh, This Too Shall Pass. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I got a flat, and that's I right. literally wrecked my bike, like, halfway home. And I'm just crying in the road with my headphones in because like, it's the worst day ever. I'm like, uh, my buddy just died. My bike has got to fly. I hate life. Yeah. And literally that song, like it came on and it changed my aspect. Yeah, man. And then like, I got into him and he's super cool. And I bought his, um, I bought his guitar tab book. Oh, nice. And, um, I had a computer. It was on a, it was a PDF and it, and I, the computer got destroyed. Uh, some coffee got knocked Mm. onto it and that fried it. And I emailed him a couple uh, a bit later. I said, "Hey man, I bought your music book. Can I buy? It? Can I get a new link? Or if I can buy a new one, I will." And he goes, "Oh man, that's a super old link. I'll just give you all of them." He just gave me his entire catalog as a PDF. Danny, oh, super cool dude. That's so. Awesome. I get, I will get shit housed, hammered, and uh, I will tweet at him randomly. He always likes him. He always he'll reply to every one of them, and it's always me like, "I love you, Danny Schmidt." He's like, "I love you, random listener." And I'm like, "Ah!" But like, yeah. Danny Schmidt, uh, specifically the girl right now, the girl with lantern mm-hmm. eyes is my favorite, mm-hmm. but yeah, That's, no, I, I, as, as you were sharing all of those with me, I'm, I'm pulling them up on my web browser and I'm going to give them a listen right as soon as we're done here. <laughs> Sweet. Cause, but cause, cause, cause awesome. yeah, it's like, we're, we're, it's not that we share the exact same specifics, but like we go through the same stuff and like we deal with loss and we deal with love and we deal with triumph and downfall. And, and we just sing through all of those. We sing. And if it's a weird thing where it's like a cat who's just bobbing his head along with this thing, we, we sing. So listen, but it's what gets you like, yeah, so listeners, 
tell us what is what is what is it that what is that gets you to sing what is it that as soon as it plays on the radio or on your spotify or whatever like like what is it that you sing with and and tell us and we'll share it because to sing is to be human or hobbit and and it it it's just so vital it's just so vital to what we are and who we are and how we figure this stuff out yeah i don't know it's part of this, us no it's part of it us is, like it is it is it's in us we sing when we're happy we sing when we're sad we sing when we're working we 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 just we just we just sing we just sing and it's important that we do that is absolutely is. so oh man i've been yeah i've been one hobbit and I'm Josho. And the and not only is this still life American IPA coursing through my veins, but I as soon as we stop as, as soon as we hit the stop recording button, Jonesy, I'm gonna break into song. Awesome. <laughs> but 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 I but I'm Before we do that, you so you're a hobbit and your name is Josho. Where can they find you? Maybe if they want to follow your like in, your your musical interests, where would they where could they find that? They at? could find me at Plaid Barbarian on Twitter, and I'm gonna do like a whole like blast of various things that I'm listening to. Sweet. Yes, 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 yes. And Jonesy, yeah. how about you, good sir? Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, which is in fact a reference to David Bowie, and that was a stage name that I used when I used to play guitar in college. Because here I am flexing my guitar nuts again. You should also know, uh, listeners. You can find me. At- you should also know that I inquired of of the fair Jonesy if he wanted to grace us with if he wanted to grace us with Marky Stardust, but but maybe maybe a later date, maybe a later date, later date. <laughs> Fucker Gently has never been played so beautifully in the halls of Adam State. <laughs> you can find me at Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram, and uh, you can find Joshua and I on the Two Wizards Pod C1 on Twitter and Two Wizards Podcast on Instagram. We're kind of picking up some heat. Follow us there. Like and subscribe to all that good crap. And yeah, I don't think Spotify gives you ratings, but tell a friend because maybe maybe we're putting down something they might be into yeah. if you were into it maybe they'll like yeah, it too yeah, yeah. yeah perfect okay, okay so everyone take care tell us who you're interested in but I, I think even most importantly just keep singing keep singing keep singing take care everyone <laughs>